Happy Tuesday, friends. Um, I am so excited to let you know I am running a workshop next week and I would love for you to attend. It's called Identity. This is the first of my series of workshops that I'm going through this year that is all about biblical marketing. It's all about your brand messaging. Um, I have so many wonderful things planned and this is the first one. I'm so excited. Um, so in this workshop, we're going to be digging into creating your brand voice, like understanding who you are, who God made you to be, how you are uniquely made to show up as a, as a business owner and what that looks like, and also how to actually translate who you are into like words, into like a written personality for your content, for your website, all of those things. It's going to be a really, really great workshop. We've got some loads of examples to help you out tangibly. We've got some brainstorming sessions. Um, and I'm going to do some hot seat coaching. So you'll actually get a chance to um, chat with me in this workshop and like get help right then and there on whatever it is that you need help with regarding your brand voice. It's going to be so much fun. Um, tickets are 35 Canadian dollars. That's about 25 US dollars, somewhere around there. It's not too expensive at all. I would really love for you to take a look and join us in this workshop. It's going to be great. You can go get your ticket at sarahbeisel.com slash workshop. All the information that you need is there, as well as links to get your ticket and get registered. It's happening on January 24th, so next week. Um, please do go register. I'd love to see you there. In today's episode, speaking of brand voice, I have a coaching call that I recorded a while back that I'm going to share with you today um, with Michelle. And we were talking about creating her authentic brand voice. She is kind of just getting her business up and running and really just kind of putting those foundations in place to get the pieces working the way that she wants to. And we had a good conversation about creating her voice, what that looks like, how to actually write in a way that sounds and feels like her, how to connect with her audience, um, everything around there to um, help her get herself off on the right foot. Um, it's a really, really great conversation and I hope that you are um, blessed by it and um, take something away for your own business. All right. And, and if you want to dive more into your brand voice, remember that identity workshop next week. Go to sarahbeisel.com slash workshop. We'll see you there. Are you trying to make money online, but just feel like you're spinning your wheels? Maybe you followed all the sales strategies out there, but none of them felt good to you. So you end up right back where you started trying to build momentum in your business. <laughs> I've been there, done that, and now I'm here to help you through it. I'm Sarah, copywriter, storyteller, and writing coach to Christian women entrepreneurs. I spent the first two years of my business trying to show up in all the places and do everything everyone else told me to. But when I looked back, I noticed that the thing which actually got me clients was showing up as myself, sharing my thoughts, my mission, and my story. It was using the skills God blessed me with. I realized that sales doesn't have to feel gross. I could create a business filled with peace and excitement that felt like my business. There's no one right way to sell yourself. There's just what God calls you to. It's time to raise your voice and stop letting the world tell you how to run your business. You get to create a marketing strategy that feels great and brings home the cash. Join me as we dive into authentic communication, easy copywriting, and marketing strategies that are God-led and in total alignment with your values. So grab a coffee and let's get started.
refresh me a little bit on kind of who you are, your background, all of that. Just get me caught back up on what's going on in your business right now. And then we can go from there and look at the questions and things that you were hoping to discuss today. Sure. Oh my goodness. I honestly don't recall how I came across your your business. I think it and it was definitely yeah. within the Christian now. Um, I feel like I might have been a part of a Facebook group possibly an existing one that I'm still a part of where mm. your name was mentioned and I that's sort of how it came alive in terms of yeah. me following you uh, and so um very early on in I I am very early on in sort of constructing and putting together mm-hmm. a business uh, super early doing a lot of research uh-huh. more than anything I honestly haven't even formed an LLC. Okay. <laughs> you don't need to start with that anyway. A lot of people just start as like sole proprietors anyway. So that's all good. <laughs> okay. So the business really, the, the concept that I have is a Christian um, personal training, um, mm. fitness group. Um, really, the niche would be obviously Christian. Not necessarily females, but just mm-hmm. Christians in general. Um, so I do have a certification okay. in spinning. Uh, so I, I'm definitely looking to sort of implement that, but also the personal training aspect of it. Um, and so potentially there is, you know, down the road, my husband and I will sort of come up with a, a joint business. Okay. He has his own right now, which um, a boot camp oh, cool. fitness business. But yeah, so very early on doing a lot of research and trying to really get my hands into Mm -hmm. the community, uh, largely where my Instagram pages sort of Mm -hmm. enmeshed. Um, And just really sort of, you know, once it's launched, obviously just needing to have like a voice of my own that would really speak to people. So background about me. Cool. I live in New York. uh, So native New Yorker. And um, so I'm actually in corporate America, <laughs> a completely different world. And um, on the administrative side right now, but I'm actually stepping into a promotion oh, probably cool. in the next month. So life is really busy between just recently getting married and just mm-hmm. going through this and re- relocate to join. Mm-hmm. But you know, the business on its own, I'm thinking, you know, really, I want something. Is targeted to women who are similar um, and men. I would say people that are in the corporate arena, like me, are having difficulty finding a way to insert mm-hmm. health and into right. their busy lives, um, and just you know something that's really manageable, feasible, mm-hmm. and sustainable. Uh, and so for me, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be like. Uh, you know, physical classes that I'm actually, physical training that I'm doing for people. Obviously, things are yeah. so virtual these days with COVID. Um, so just really sort of having the flexibility to do more so uh-huh. in person. Uh, and so, yeah. And, you know, later down the road, you know, I would like to also focus uh, the elder okay. generation mm-hmm. as clients because I do feel... Just having, you know, experienced my mom going mm. through a stroke and seeing her development needs in terms of just really trying to get back physically mm-hmm. on her feet. Uh, 
she is she's well but just people in her same circumstance i know yeah. that it's difficult for them to find it you know to really kind of navigate that yeah. terrain yeah so. and do it in a way that's not yeah. going to be more harmful than helpful as well because especially when you're dealing with those kinds right. of things and all sorts of different types of deterioration there's a lot that you can do that that will actually do more damage yeah. but just by accident as well yeah and so you know just you know making the, the, pre, the presence of the business being uh, one mm. that's approachable that people feel comfortable in it's a safe place and they don't have like a sense of anxiety or fear mm. coming together with other people um, and obviously the, the faith-based component of it would be prayer before yep. you and prayer after and certain scripture during the course of the um this, the session cool like so Lots of fun ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. It's so fun being at that stage when you have all those ideas and stuff as well. It's kind of, it's very cool. Um, so it sounds like you've got a really good foundation, at least, which is good. Like you've got an idea that's a pretty solid idea, which is great because sometimes you, people are like, oh, I need to start a business, but I, I know I want to serve this kind of group of people. And that's very vague. So some good stuff to go with, which is great. Um, the first question that I guess I would ask just for my own clarification um, is, are you, and I don't, there's not like a right or wrong to this, I suppose. Are you hoping to do more like one-to-one stuff or group stuff or a mix? Or like, what is your thoughts on that? Because that will kind of change a little bit the way that you would approach the marketing and how you would be talking about what you do. I think it'll be a mix for sure. Um, you know, especially with the spinning aspect of it. I think um, my my thought right now is that you know, if it's not a live mm-hmm. session, it could be a recorded session for people. They could, you know, dial into and check in. Sweet. Do on their own. But for people that would be in person, yeah, those would be, I would say it's mm-hmm. probably going to be smaller groups, maybe six yeah. at a time, six to eight mm-hmm. at a time. Not and if there are one on one, yes, there, okay. there would definitely be. Uh, yeah. Okay. Virtual. Cool. That's person. just helpful to know because some people are very like in one camp or the other. Um, okay. And do you have, I know you said you'll have an LLC or anything like that yet, that which is totally fine. Um, but in terms of like the, like, I guess if we're digging into the branding and stuff, is, do you have any ideas or any kind of ideal vision for what you would want that to look like in terms of it? Is it, is it going to be just under your name? Do you have um, like a business name that you're kind of wanting to go into? What is that? What are your thoughts around that part so far? Goodness. So... I am going to try to pull it up, but it's the name that I had come up with some okay. time ago with Quest. And it's actually an acronym. It stands for Quell, Unrest, Elicit, okay. Seekers of Truth. Interesting. So Quest, yeah. You did. Um, so the image that I have in my head, the image that I actually, I can't find right now either, but it's a, an image of a and this is the thing I don't. And at at the time that I had mm-hmm. drafted like below image, um, it was okay. a bike. It was a spin bike. But because I'm sort of thinking personal training as well, I don't want to just completely bike. have yeah. it solely. Yeah. Okay. That's very cool. I like that idea. So the the only thing I would say with that kind of name is it's obviously going to take a little bit of um like education for people to kind of understand what it what it means because it's not immediately obvious just from like the sound of it what what it is that you do. 
which is, which again is totally fine. It just means that you've got to kind of take that into consideration into the marketing because people are not necessarily going to be like, if they're Googling like personal trainer, they're not going to be looking necessarily for the word quest in there. So it's just something to consider whenever you're building up things that like building up those marketing materials and the things that you post about is that um, just making sure that you're using lots of other language that people would be looking for so that your stuff does get seen. People pop up, like it pops up in people's feeds and things like that so that it's not just this word quest, which is a great word. (laughs) I love the idea of that. And it's really cool. And you'll be able to like create some really interesting like um, content pieces or stories or explanations about where that name came from and why why it's so significant and all the different components of it as well. So there's a lot of really good stuff that you can break down from that, which is, which is great. Um, so yeah. So let me just think, where was I going with all of this? <laughs> I feel like I was going on a tangent, but I'm not quite sure where I was going with it. Um, so yeah, thinking, so yeah, coming back to, let's get back, yeah, back to branding. That's what I was, that's where I was going with this. So one of the things that you, that yeah, we need to think about then is, how it's going to be how you're going to be found and how people are going to actually come in contact with you and stuff and so that comes back to the language and so what do you have so what kind of research have you been doing so far like have you got some ideas from people about the kind of things that they're looking for so far with the kind of things that you've been looking into or are you like very early in the, the research stage where you haven't quite done that portion yet like what what's your where are you at with all of that yeah, I haven't done quite that portion of it yet. The close that I've come to it was I was featured in a, uh, a faith-based magazine, nice. faith-based fitness magazine, not mine, it's a virtual magazine. Um, and so I do know that their audience has a variety yeah. of types of activity that they're, you know, that they're mm-hmm. sharing in terms of their their audience but also it's uh, trying to find different types of avenues so that people don't feel like their business is targeted to mm-hmm. one business so it's 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 very i know it sounds very uh un- does it um, sound unclear <laughs> i guess it's like okay well walk me through walk me through that again my brain's still processing so <laughs> maybe maybe that's a sign that it's a little <laughs> walk me through it again just real quick so yeah, um, I haven't done the research portion, you know. Oh, yeah, hard. right. That's fine. The actual mm-hmm. this, the, the exposure that I had is to yes. a faith-based fitness magazine, right? And so their audience is a variety okay. of different yes. activities, not just look. yes. So okay, I think that I'm might be you. another opportunity. That you know has asked me to to do yes. another piece at some later okay. point, so I know that that yeah. Okay. Yes. So I'm with you. I think I'm with you now. So the the magazine is broader potentially than the people that you would necessarily be targeting. Okay. There we go. My brain's back on track. I've got you now. Okay. Um, That's a good place to start as well, though, because it's going to give you a lot of feedback from those kinds of things to work out how to zero in on one aspect versus the other as well. Um, Have you spent much time in Facebook groups as well? Because I, I, that's what I always recommend for doing research um, is there's a lot of really like so many different types of Facebook groups in there. Some of them very, very specific and some of them are much broader. So it would be a good place to start asking some questions and trying to figure out and just to kind of clear, clarify your own ideas, because you've obviously got your own thoughts about like, you know, from your experience and your background about the kinds of things people are looking for. 
the things, you know, you're saying that they're people in corporate in corporate world in general do not have a lot of time. <laughs> There's a lot of conflicting priorities. So you already know some of these things. So some of some of it is just sense checking and just going into these spaces and saying, you know, are you know, do you work in corporate America? And do you like do you have time to work out? Like, what does that kind of process look like? So a lot of it will just be sense checking to make sure that the ideas that you have actually make sense to other people as well, because I think there will be a lot of especially given that you're coming from that space yourself. You, you will know a lot of it already. Um, it's just making sure that it translates to other people because sometimes <laughs> the way that we think and the way that we would say something is not the same as how someone else would say it. Um, so there's... Right. right. No, that would tip, actually. So I have had... Ex so that's part of my subtle research is that yeah. I have been sort of joining Facebook groups to kind of see the types of ways that people mm. are branching out on their own. And then, but in terms of actually, you know, my, the market that I'm looking to target, those are good questions to really start. Yeah. And something that groups. just from your perspective that I think would be really interesting to ask would be, um, if there, what, it, what would it be? I don't exactly know how to word it off the top of my head, but like trying to dig into what it is about like faith-based people in that corporate space that wouldn't have a different need versus just everyone else in that corporate space. Because like that's really where you're gonna find that kind of sweet spot of the people of the marketing where people are gonna be like yes 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 this is the thing this is they get me this is the thing because there there's obviously again there's gonna be lots of overlap between those two groups but there's gonna be some differences and that's where you really want to hone in on what those differences are so you can just kind of bring that out and be like well here's the here's the way that I approach things and this is the, the these are your unique needs as this type of person as a faith based corporate person that needs some support with their health here's the way that i'm going to help you do that um so trying to actually zero in on exactly what those unique needs are because it might just be that it is like oh they just want someone that is that's got that spiritual support as well um but being able to zero in on exactly what that is because it might be something completely random that you've never <laughs> that you haven't even thought about as well where suddenly they're like Oh, you know, actually, like, I, I, you know, they approach fitness, like faith-based people approach fitness from a totally different perspective or something like that. And you're like, whoa, OK, I like that. Let's let's roll with that and dig into that more. So you never know what kind of things people are going to come up with. That would be really interesting to right, just see right. what that would be. Yeah, no, and it is true. The point that you made that mm -hmm. there is a specific focus that a faith person would have. It's not. It's not, of course, you want to look well. Mm -hmm. That's the focus. Yeah. Secular. So it is, it is, <laughs> that's a good question and, and a need to, mm -hmm. to identify. So, uh, no worries. Taking notes good. if you see me. <laughs> and I can always send you the recording as well if that's helpful for you to just listen back to. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Okay. I'm trying. So let's think other. So, when it comes to the research portion, do you think that's something that you feel pretty confident in doing? Um, or is that something that you would want to spend a bit more time just kind of digging into in terms of coming up with ideas for how to do that, what to do? Like, what, what how are you feeling about that? Yes. I mean, honestly, I could probably mm -hmm. spend more time doing some research. I think it'll helpful just to really, you know, just do some poking and prodding to really see mm -hmm. the differences and, uh, and approaches that might blend well yeah. for this type of a business. But also kind of, you know, the Facebook groups, I mean, 
that I never even thought of actually using my own. Yeah. And having your own Facebook group, especially for something (laughs) like fitness, is probably quite a useful thing to do as well, if that's something that you're interested in doing or open to. Um, because yeah, then you're able to build that community around the the principles that you have and the kind of the approach that you have, and you can get that and that enthusiasm for that type of approach versus it just being kind of slotting into everyone else's different things. So there's benefits for for doing both for sure. But um, building some sort of community is always a really great way to, um, especially in the earlier days when you're trying to build the brand and get that recognition and just having. Having those people that are in your kind of close circle that are like, yeah, seeing you all the time, they can cheer you on. They could invite people in. You can even run yeah. like little classes or taster sessions in that group as well for people to kind of try out what it's like to actually have sessions with you. So there's lots of different ways that you can market within your own Facebook group as well that you can't necessarily do in other people's groups because they've got their yeah. own rules and they're obviously trying to do their own thing in their group. So you can do some stuff, but you can't do everything. <laughs> I like that. Um, so taster sessions, I guess that's yeah. Like, so uh, I'm just, just I'm sampling. I'm just kind of brainstorming. Oh, cool. I suppose one way because I, I suppose for me as well, if I was going to sign up with a trainer, <laughs> um, I would kind of want to scope them out a little bit, and right. just make sure that I could, like, especially for something as intimate as training, you're going to be with each other a lot of time, and I w- I would want to know like what what they're like as a person and what kind of energy level they have to know if that's the kind of like energy level that I can get along with because some trainers are very like drill sergeant yeah. and some are very not right and there's a lot there's a big spectrum so for me I would I would be curious so it's just an idea that occasionally you could even just run like one little 30 minute session in your Facebook group or something so that people can kind of have a taster of what you're like as a as a fitness as a personal trainer as a fitness coach type thing um there's lots of other things because you could do education in there um like there's lots of different ideas but yeah I feel like taster sessions might be a good thing to at least explore or think about because I don't actually know I don't know if I've seen very many people do something like that. Um, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's why it struck me, right? Because I've never seen actually anyone do any. It's usually, you know, if you are mm-hmm. signing up with a trainer or some sort of group, they give you, yeah. you know, a complimentary session, but it's not, you know, it's it's just to, but yes, the shorter version of that, I guess, would be helpful mm-hmm. just to really gauge interest and to see yeah and uh, and in a virtual space is probably an easier way to do that versus if it's you know if you're in person you can meet up at the gym and actually go through like you're saying an actual complimentary session together in person whereas if it's if it's virtual it's a little trickier you still got to do that somehow some way but if you were but just kind of doing like pre-recorded taster sessions or something like that in in your group would save you time as well because it's a kind of once and done thing where you could even have a sampling of different types of sessions or different types of training that you do and just kind of host them in the group and that way if people are curious about what it's like to actually work with you they can go snoop and watch those sessions and that way they're getting something for free which is always really good and then they can scope yeah. you out and be like oh yeah. i do like i do like the way michelle does this that's great let's let's talk about working together um so that yeah it's a great it's a great way to use a facebook group um so just something to think about i suppose you have to do it but, yeah, and and that's yeah. a good way to differentiate yourself as well, because again, a lot of, a lot of people aren't, as far as I know. Not that I'm in a ton of fit, fitness groups, but the ones that I am in, I guess a lot of times they come at it from more a coaching perspective than a fitness perspective. Like it's a good blend, but I don't see a lot of the fitness stuff in their groups. I see more of the coaching stuff or the spiritual stuff or whatever, which is still great. But 
it's like I would I still have no idea mm-hmm. what they would be like to work with on actual health stuff together. So yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. Good idea. Cool. Thank you. Um do you have a Facebook group currently or are you thinking about having one? Okay. Um I don't have one. No. Definitely. Now I'm actually considering it because I think it would be at least a starting point, mm-hmm. even if it's just to gauge yeah. uh, the target market and try to please, you know, just to really understand yeah. their thinking. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to. So if you if you spend time thinking about it and decide later on, actually, I don't really want to do this. That's also totally fine. Not everybody has a Facebook group. Not everybody needs a Facebook group, but it can be very useful. Um for if you're if you're like willing to put in the effort that you would need to put into which i think is just what it comes down to is what what do you want to be spending your time doing online because there's only so much time that you have to be marketing stuff and it might be if you're already on instagram and you've got some stuff established on there it might be better just kind of going hard into instagram versus splitting your focus but it might be that it's that you decide it's worthwhile spending spending a little bit of that focus into facebook for a group but only you're going to be able to answer that after kind of thinking about how you want to spend your time because there's not really one right way to do it. It's just kind right. of what what feels best to you, basically, which is a very non-answer, but it is also the best answer really as well. Fair enough. Fair Um. So how do you approach um, the copywriting? Um, because I've loved your work. Yeah. I mean, you've done, uh, I, mm-hmm. as I'm reading, mm-hmm. right, I can hear, right. That's, I think that talent that you have is amazing. I'm trying to figure out a way, uh, you know, mm-hmm. would make it my unique voice. I didn't know yeah, how you so began. Part so of it, part of it, I will me. say, is just a little bit of trial and error, which is always part of everything. Like <laughs> there's some posts, if you scroll back far enough on my Instagram feed, there will be some posts that sound very different just because I'm just that's just what I was thinking at the time. For me, I part of it, I like to talk out loud a lot. So a lot of times I will just I voice record myself and then just kind of translate whatever I've said into text. Or if I'm typing something, I kind of speak it as I'm typing just because I, I just I think out loud a lot. So that's something that just for me has worked well. And if people like to think out loud or they like to talk, I always encourage just to voice record things because that's going to be the easiest way to recognize what you're saying because it's not it's not easy to always hear yourself, right? So you have to sometimes just sit there, put a voice recorder on, talk for 10, 15 minutes about whatever idea it is that you have and then go back and listen to yourself and just see what things that you've said, which can be very awkward, but it's definitely worth doing. <laughs> definitely worth doing it's so weird but it's worth it so that's some that's an idea if that's the kind of person that that you are um well let me pull up real quick something that might be useful to go through we can um let me just i don't know where i where it is i have a um where do i keep it let's see it's not going to be in there um where did i put this is it under here? Hang on. I'll just have to pull up an old an old one from a different client. That's fine. I have a um like a brand questionnaire that I usually go through with clients. And so that might be a good place to start. We can, I can ask you some of these questions and you can write them down to think about, or you can answer them right now if you already have answers. 
<laughs> that you that you know of as well. Um, but this is something that I I will go through with clients because sometimes they already know the answers and that's useful for me because if I'm writing for them, I need to know those kinds of things. Um, and sometimes it's really good for them to just think through because it's going to give you, it's just going to help you kind of sort through all these thoughts that you have and just kind of come back to what your foundations are, which is where you're going to kind of find your voice from. It's just thinking about those common, those common things about you, about you that you want to be sharing. So, um, so let me have a little look at this and see which ones, because there's quite a few in here. So I won't go through all of them because I don't think we'd have time, but I'll pick a couple out that I think would be helpful for helping you. Um, yeah, this is always a really good one. So, and, and you, like you say, you've been, you've been following me. You'll have seen me talk about this a little bit, I'm sure in the past, but I love to talk about storytelling and people sharing their stories. And I think that's a really great way to, um, establish that voice or kind of help figure that voice out because you're going to be the most authentic version of yourself when you're sharing your own story because you're not going to add you're not really going to be adding any sort of filter to that it's just like this is my story this is a story that I'm sharing about myself and that's kind of that that rawness is usually quite useful for just kind of practicing and sharing with people so let's I'd love to hear as well let's just talk about that so you've got a background in corporate America and you're and you're into health and fitness so you will have some type of story for sure about the importance of of that or what that journey's looked like to you so do you want to just dig into that a little bit and just like do some reflection on like what that story is and why you've kind of decided to help other people on this health journey rather than just going about doing your own thing <laughs> yeah yeah so good question um for me so i mm. I, I well i grew up in a christian home so that that's my beginning, and so uh, by the time I was a late teen, early twenties, I had gone into corporate America. So from a very early age, I've been right. sitting in sort of the C setting. People who I know who are ex extremely busy and limited on time, uh, and what I realized is quite a bit of us as working professionals end up doing so much for our workplace that we don't do enough for ourselves. And what that looks like is being overweight, you're riddled mm -hmm. with, you know, disease and illness, or you're on the brink right. of becoming ill or sick. Um, I knew that, especially in the type of work that has largely been a part of my resume, administrative work, those professionals mm -hmm. are sitting, are sedentary, Right. And they're just putting on the weight. They're not, you know, clarity is not there. Energy level is not there. So that a lot of that, you know, I decided to go against the grade to make sure that I was not going to be the typical profile of you know, professional who was in an office a lot of the time and walking out of the office overweight yeah. and have, you know, joint issues, everything that you could potentially imagine happens as well. Mm -hmm. who was in that type of a setting a lot of them. Uh, and so for me I just I I made certain that I mm -hmm. made the deliberate decision to go against yeah. <laughs> the pattern of behavior that I was seeing and that definitely it was an interesting journey because you get a lot of questions from mm -hmm. that set of folks in the office like 
wow, you packed your lunch and, oh, you're going to work out. I can never find a time. And, you know, so it, mm. it starts drumming up conversation that way um, where you do see the parallels and how I could potentially yeah. go back to that behavior. But yeah. if it's if it's not a deliberate decision, then it just becomes this thing that you're yeah. constantly struggling. So that that's sort of like mm-hmm. the the storytelling for me that it was just a deliberate and inconsistent decision yeah. that I make daily, you know, and to not go back yeah. in the opposite direction. And it's not always consistent in terms of, you know, the amount of things yeah. that maybe a medicator commit to. Yeah. He said it's, it's something. To be able to partner is, is, I think, especially important to have people around you minded. And so this mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking, this group this bit essentially like target people and have a have a community of people that uh, you could sort of you know reach back out to for support uh you know to, to really uh, to really just yeah. honestly live yeah well. <laughs> I love that that's so interesting and there's so many things in there just even listening to this like on the spot version of your story rather than one that you've kind of polished and refined that you can really pull into because some of the things that were really sticking out to me that I think would be really interesting to just test in terms of like doing some more research and things some things that I think would be really cool to look into is you the, the you were using the phrase going against the grain or going against like the pattern of behavior and I I would love to know I'd be so curious to see I, I feel like there'd be a lot of other people that would really resonate with that phrase or that kind of idea so that would definitely be something I would look into testing out and seeing if that's something that connects with people um because especially um coming from a faith perspective as well that's something that people are already thinking about in terms of their spiritual lives but they're not necessarily thinking about it in terms of in terms of their health so it could be interesting to kind of help connect the dots to those two things where it's all like it's all one and the same you're still one person (laughs) whether you're focusing on your your faith or your health or your family it's all the same kind of thing so you could potentially get some really good like conversations out of that as well um i like that a lot what was the other thing? There was something else that really stuck out to me that um, is a less tangible thing, but it's just something that would be like, because you were thinking like, how do you actually like translate your <laughs> into the copywriting and your and like who you are and stuff? And like you come across to me as the kind of, just as you're talking, the kind of person that is like, you're very passionate, first of all, which is great. So I would make sure that as you're like writing that you don't take that passion mm-hmm. out of it. Like if there's like anything like very, um bold or um even a little bit controversial or something like in there as you're writing like don't shy away from just saying those things because you do come across as someone that's very like you're very committed to this idea and I love that and that should come across in the way that you speak um or the way that you write it comes across in the way you speak and it would be good to translate that to the way that you write um and I love you're very commit like you keep using the words like committed and dedicated and those kinds of things as well. And I think that, again, that's something that would be very interesting to test out and see if those kinds of things connect with people, because I imagine that they will. I think that's a real big struggle for people. It's a big pain point to have that and create that commitment because it's very easy to commit for a day or a week. But how do you commit for a lifetime? <laughs> so. Right. And and that's it. And so there's no perfect model. Everybody's circumstances unique and so it's really developing a routine yeah. for their lifestyle not you know i don't want to have one for them they have to know what their schedule is like 
how mm-hmm. choppy it could be at any given time, yeah. especially if kids, you know. And if you're traveling as a professional, that's even more complicated, right? Because typically if you do travel, you have to find a hotel that mm-hmm. is fitness or sharing facility. And so it's not always a possible. So there, you have to be creative about the ways that you're approaching, you know, your travel. I was just thinking as you were saying that, that would be such a a really good idea for potentially like a free, a free training or just, and again, just thinking back to like the marketing, having these kinds of free resources are very useful for people. And even having like a, like a travel guide, like a health travel guide or like how to work out from your hotel room type thing might be a really interesting guide to provide for people, like just like a little quick, like 30 minute workout sheet they can download that they can take with them right. so it's like if you're in a hotel and there's no facilities here's some things that you can do in a hotel room type thing um anyway sorry that was totally off topic but i was just thinking as you were talking there i was like that would be a really interesting yeah, idea i love that um very cool oh so fun i love yeah. this idea stage um something else that another question that i have on this questionnaire that i i love to ask people um, that I think would be really useful for you. And I think you mentioned it like a little bit right at the beginning and it would be good to just dig into it more. Um, when you're connecting with people, when you're speaking, when you're writing, what kind of emotions do you want to have people feel? Like in terms of like, so not just thinking about what you're going to write, but like how do, you, how do you want people to respond to it? How do you want people to react and engage with it? Because that's going to give you a lot of really good insight. First of all, to just your kind of personality and your nature. Um, but also that's going to help guide how you write mm-hmm. things because like, like I say, if you're the kind of, and you're, I don't, I don't imagine that you are just based on our conversation, but if you were the kind of like super drill sergeant type personal trainer, you know, you would be using a lot of very like, um, almost like explosive language, something very, very high energy, very like impact type thing. But some people are like, I, I, the other, the other side of the spectrum is the kind of personal trainer that's very like you know, like almost like a hippie type personal trainers. Like those are the kind of two spectrum ends that I like to think about. And that's going to be a very different set of language and a very different set of emotions. So like, where, where do you see yourself um, on the spectrum of like how you want people to like respond and engage to the stuff that you share? Oh my goodness. So I know that even now, as I'm actually speaking with you, I'm realizing I I do I'm very thoughtful with words so I know mm-hmm. that I am pretty cerebral so I the word choices that I uh, I make are yeah. purposeful and so I think just in terms of you know I don't want this to be so laid back that people are like yeah. oh my god I, I do want it up in me but I but something that really elicits you know the tone of mm. uh, seriousness that not serious that you, yeah. you can't enjoy a session or time together yeah uh, but just I don't know if that makes sense but just that really just really kind of points to ultimately what the what mm-hmm. the business is pointing to which is Christ it's a very serious I think topic and it doesn't have to be uh, you know <laughs> Jesus 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 all the time but it's it's sort of like the tone of really understanding like this is really all mm-hmm. To our best and gifted, yeah, absolutely. So, and do, I think that's really what I'm saying. I don't. Um, it's it's tricky. It's definitely not like the easiest tone to try and <laughs> convey for sure. But but part of it again is like that's who yeah. if that's who you are, then you're just it's going to come across by you just 
like writing in a way that feels like good to you as well, which again is seems like such like airy fairy advice, but it really is like, especially when you're doing your own writing, like that is the easiest way to think about it is like, if I was just like sitting talking to a friend about this, like in a cafe, what would I say to them? Like, cause that's going to be your, who you are, right? Just like, that's at least for me, that's where I would be like the most myself is just chatting in the corner of a cafe with like my best friend. So like, if I can think about how I would speak to them in that context, that's how I would want to write my stuff. And so for you, if that is like this very serious, like, like this is the context that we're talking about here. We're not just talking about a workout. That's, it's so much more than that. Then that's, that's what you need to just pull from and in your thoughts and bring that out into the writing. And that's going to, it's going to attract a certain group of people. It's also not going to attract some people. And that's fine because that's what you're here to do is to find your people that really like gel with the personality that you have. Um, and you're going to, and and having that kind of clarity and the boldness to just be like, yep, I'm a more serious type person. And if that's not okay with you, then there's lots of other people out there for you. Then you're going to have like more people like willing and excited about your stuff and willing to like pay for your stuff versus kind of like this trying to please everyone ground where you're like a little bit of everything to everyone. And then everyone's like, well, eh, I'm not that, I'm not that moved by it. So I'm not going to engage with it. Um, and to your point, I guess I should also uh, be succinct in whatever the messaging is, because obviously pe people like myself, you know, mm. again, much time to dedicate in terms of like look material, yeah. reading material, listening to material. So just making it as succinct mm. as possible. Um, there was something else I was going to say that I lost. Oh, yeah. I hate oh, it happens so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it will. But that's something that's very good that you that you already know about your audience is that, that you know that they don't have a lot of time. So like quicker posts, shorter things, even like aiming to do things that are 10 or 15 minutes long rather than 30, because 30 is not that long. But for people that are busy, 30 can feel like a long time as well. So even aiming for like things that are just 10, 15 minutes might be a very good strategy as well. Um, so it's great that you already know that because you don't need to test that part out <laughs> because sometimes that's that can be a big effort of testing out whether like what people's attention spans are um because it's hard to it's hard to narrow that down because people will will be very optimistic if you ask them like how long would you would you want to spend and people will say oh i would love to spend an hour i'd love to spend this time and they don't have that time so people are very optimistic when it comes to how much time they think that they have for things when you ask them um which is just funny so it's good that you already have you've already got that part figured out <laughs> And so um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this part earlier, but I plan to remain a working, a, a corporate or yeah. working professional until I retire. So this business would be complement yeah. to that life part of my life. Um, so this is mm -hmm. never going to be a full-time business before I retire. And so it would be, you know, I'm not looking to have like this booming, yeah. gigantic yeah. business for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There'll be something that I can manage. Um, you know, after, let's say, retirement, then mm -hmm. then it can become something else on its own. Then I could obviously spend more time, you know, maybe tweak it to, to yeah. be a larger um, audience. Time being, I'm totally mm -hmm. fine with it being a smaller business. Yeah. Smaller. And I think that works market. very well with um, what you're what you're doing with the business anyway, because it kind of it makes sense. It's like, well, look, I am a working professional. 
I'm running this business on top of it, but that's because I love my job. I don't want to quit it. That's just who I am. So if you are also just a busy professional, we're in the same boat. Don't you worry. Like we're here doing this thing together. It's not like I'm just kind of, I've forgotten what the corporate world is like because I'm not in it anymore. Right. So I think that will play to your strengths as well. There's no reason to need to take a business full time if you don't want to. (laughs) There's lots that you can do on your own time. And especially if you are looking to grow it, then doing things in groups or doing things that are pre-recorded and having those resources will help grow it without without it taking up more of your time. So that's just something to think about after you've kind of got the wheels turning, you've got the kinks worked out and you're kind of in a groove, then that would be a good way that you could grow it without it needing to take up more of your time. Because a lot of that is quite, it's fairly simple. You can do that without needing a ton of time, a ton of resources and all and all of that as well. So just something to putting in the back of the mind for later down the road as well. Yeah, it's for me, it's really important that I I remain mm. sort of part of the market yeah. so that I continue to relate to people that I'm going to be working and partnering with. So, you know, so I don't, I don't yeah. want to ever lose sight of the or these challenges and struggles that people have. If I, you know, remove myself completely from the corporate setting, not to say that it's a bad thing, but it is it is yeah. another passion of mine to do administrative work. So yeah, that's that's one of my gifts. Uh, definitely want to make sure that that stays. But that's, you know, without going into a longer conversation, mm-hmm. it's, it's really important for me to. Yeah, the two worlds exist um, together because mm. it just and lots of people reality. do it very successfully. Right. Lo- loads and loads of people will run businesses on top of their corporate jobs. So it absolutely can be done. <laughs> so. If you enjoyed today's episode, if it blessed you or encouraged you in some way, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. This is the only way I know you're actually liking the show. Plus, I love getting to hear from you and every message brings me so much joy. If you want to master your messaging, serve your audience well, and start thriving in your business, you're invited to my Facebook community, Authentic Christian Entrepreneurs. Come and hang out with us as we all work together to create marketing plans that honor God and make us money. Head to sarahbeisel.com slash community to join. And if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go to sarahbeisel.com slash work with me to learn about my coaching courses and program. See you next time.